0: I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson and this is the one big tip podcast. Here's the story when entrepreneurs want to hit results without mental exhaustion, they work with Midori Verity with three decades of vetted experience of being the CEO of Field to Fire, Midori knows what it takes to start, grow and rapidly scale a business effortlessly. Whether she's consulting with startups for Fortune 500 Silicon Valley Giants, Midori's unique approach unlocks the potential in the entrepreneurs and organizations she coaches. If you're a top producer in your field or business and you don't know how to get what you want to be or to look for accountability to keep you focused so you can elevate your performance and land that next level opportunity, Midori will get you there. This is going to be a great conversation today, Vidori, Thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, excited to be here.
0: So, you have a pretty storied background working with a lot of Silicon Valley startups, and you know you've been doing uh, this coaching for a while. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing.
1: Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I've um, owned businesses since I graduated college. My husband and I, when we graduated. We were in a recession, so there were not many great jobs around. So we thought, okay, let's just start a business and didn't know what we're doing. So uh, the good thing is we made many, many mistakes. And the reason why that's a good thing is because I learned so much along the way. Fast forward, after about 12 years of the first business that we had, I split off from that And went off on my own. And that brought me to coaching with other entrepreneurs and businesses and doing what I do now.
0: So what's interesting about what you're talking about is that, you know, going from being in the trenches to actually, you know, making these businesses work and then going off to be an entrepreneur's coach. What was that transition like for you? You know, when you start making these, uh, uh, when you start making these changes, you know, you can't necessarily always anticipate, you know, like what some of your coaching clients have gone through because maybe you haven't gone through them yourself, but you do have the frameworks in place that do help you overcome them, you know, plan for them and to, and to ultimately overcome, you know, whatever challenges may be coming your way. How did you develop that skill of being able to coach people as opposed to just running a business and making money for yourself?
1: Yeah. So I'm very specific with the types of coaching that I offer. You know, I'm I'm not going to come to you and say, I'm going to help you with with your branding and with your messaging. That's not my zone of genius, right? And so one thing that I am really good at is I can listen to someone tell me about their challenges in their business or what they want to achieve. And I'm able to kind of see through the forest and the weeds and pick out the areas that will help them really catapult their business based on them, based on what I call their zone of genius, which is what they're really intrinsically good at and they'd love to do. And then also on their, you know, what are they motivated by and what are their core values? And so taking all of that into account, what happens when you know those three things you can pull out so much from them and help them really accelerate their success because then they're playing by their rules, right? They're playing in the area that they love. And when you are doing that, how much more fun is it to grow a business instead of it being such a grind?
0: So what happens when you're dealing with someone where their zone of genius is not necessarily aligned with their career? or not necessarily aligned with their, their mission and their values. I mean, there's gotta be more than a few people out there who simply do not like what they're doing. They'd rather be baking bread than, you know, running a hundred million dollar company, right? How do you help them through sort of you know, fixate on the parts that matter versus the parts that, you know, maybe you can defer this a little bit later or move this off to the side.
1: How many people do we know who are extremely financially successful, but miserable, right? I was just talking with um, a friend recently and her husband's extremely successful. He's in the tech world and he probably should have got out about 20 years ago. Uh, you know, And so it's like, okay, listen, what kind of quality of life do you want? So getting to your question, how do you help someone? I call it an alignment, right? So how do you figure out what you can do? Often you can stay in the, the company that you have, but you need to tweak things. So maybe what you are doing in the company, you're not, you don't have the right butt in the right seat, right? So maybe you may be the founder of the company, but what you love is to work one on one with the clients. But because you've become such a, a large corporation, you no longer get to do that. Therefore, what we'll look at is, okay, what can we do to change your role? And let's get really intent, you know, intent forward, so that we can just change your job title. If you own the company, you can do anything you want, right? And so who, who do we need to put in your place and how can we change it? But let me back up for a minute because what's most important is figure out what is it that you want? What is your zone of genius? Often people miscalculate. They, in fact, let me give a story. I have a client who she's a professor, college a university professor, but she wanted to go off on her own and start her own company. The interesting thing is she taught um, technical writing. So she worked with a lot of engineering students and she had to learn tech. So she knows she has a technical background. However, what she loves to do is to write and to network and to talk. So when we figured that out, what. What she had been doing was, I remember talking to her and she told me, Midori, I can do all the tech stuff in my business because that's what I've been doing. But it wasn't her zone of genius because she didn't really enjoy it. So once we remove that and said, we're going to subcontract the tech stuff and you need to be focusing more on the things that you're really good at, that you love to do that makes your heart sing. So writing, going out and talking with other people, teaching, that's where she shines As soon as she did that and she made that pivot, her business absolutely exploded. And so now she's in the corporate world. She's excelled past her financial goals. But that's the power that can happen when you figure out what your zone of genius is. You know,
0: I love those types of stories because basically what you're talking about is, uh, you know, creating the opportunity to reinvent yourself. Right. And to really sort of figure out, like, you know, I really want to do it, it. And it may be something that they haven't really articulate. It's like, you know, do I really like to write? Do I not like to write? You know, it's like, you know, things like that. But then once you really dig down into it and you really figure out, you know, like, well, I'm not really that great at this, right? I know like for my business, you know, part of what I do in a digital marketing agency is that I have to deal with a lot of artwork, right? A lot of graphic design, things like that. I can't draw a stick figure to save my life, right? I am really the wrong person to be, you know, to be grading this stuff and, you know, really be putting it out there but I am such a designer that, you know, I'll watch all those documentaries on Netflix about, you know, the ones that just talk about fonts for six episodes. Right. And, you know, just sort of like go into it, like that kind of stuff really lights me up. So by being able to at least understand, you know, like where I'm deficient, it does allow me, like you said, you know, to, you know, to outsource the other stuff, at least then I have a fighting chance of getting some really quality content and graphic design out there, even if I'm not necessarily doing it myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's huge difference. That's,
0: that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I want to segue into, uh, into your one big tip here, and I want to talk about how specifically you help people sort of figure out those, you, uh, you know, figure out that zone of genius, right? That would be the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then how to implement those changes into goals, Right. Because I think I think that's really the most important thing. You know, we're coming up on the end of the year now. And, you know, people are starting to think about, you know, goals that they're going to be implementing for the next year. But, you know, it's also part of really be true to who you are. You know, like if you're going to put a goal that, I don't know, I want to lose a hundred pounds in two months, well, that's not very attainable. Why don't we work on something that isn't uh, that is obtainable or at least break it down into bite-sized pieces, right? What's the best way to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your framework and how this helps people achieve more.
1: Yeah, so at Fuel the Fire, what we use, we use a system called the Summit Goal Mapping Framework that I created based on what I was seeing in the industry and adapting it to my clientele. So, you know, using it for those of you who are in corporate, I have kind of tweet. OKRs, which is known for objectives and key results, we use the EOS system, we use Rockefeller habits, and so I I took all of this and I made it into the Summit Goal Mapping Framework because it is so simple and easy to implement for anybody, and when we're busy entrepreneurs who are wearing so many, many different crazy hats, we need simplicity, right? And so let me give you the framework, it's so easy. The top part, so think of a mountain, right? I I got this metaphor when I was hiking with my husband. So think of a mountain. At the very top, you have your summit. That's where you're going. You're shooting for that summit. But if you're at the bottom of the hill and it's miles up and it's just straight and kind of crazy looking, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Like, just like you talked about, how are you going to eat an elephant One one bite at a time? With this, it's one step at a time. And so you have the summit at the very top. Below that, the way that we do it is we break it into what we call approach goals. Those are your quarterly or your 90-day goals. Those are the goals that you have to hit that are in alignment with your big summit goals. You want to make sure that your approach goals are measurable. I know that that's a big thing for you, Jeff, is you know what are actionable, tangible, measurable things that we can use. Approach goals are all of that. So you want to have them measurable. So maybe it's, um, let's say you want to grow your business to a $2 million business and you're at $1 million right now. So you want to double your revenue. One of your approaches is going to be goals is um, marketing. So the way that you want to make it measurable is that you want to say, okay, I'm going to be on 10 podcasts this quarter. Make sense? underneath that, you have your action steps. So if you want to be on 10 podcasts, you need to have your action steps of how you're going to do it. Because you don't want to be on just any podcast. You want to be on Jeff's podcast because it's so fabulous and it has your right target market. So you want to identify that and have your action steps there so you know what you're doing every single week. So this makes it more bite-sized. It doesn't feel so overwhelming. And then what you do is you get six weeks in which is half the quarter and you review, how am I doing? How how am I, have I gotten on any podcasts? Am I, am I not landing them? Why, what do I need to change? Or am I just knocking it out of the park and it's time to double down. So those are the kinds of questions you want to be looking at and changing as you go. And then right before the end of the 90 days or quarter, you want to review again and determine what are your next 90 day approach goals and action steps. It's that simple. I love the way
0: you articulated this because, you know, like the steps that you need to take to get to base camp one when you're climbing up Mount Everest are totally different than what you need to do. Like when you're about to summit the summit, the mountain. Right. And, you, you know, you yeah. just have these, to, uh, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a fair amount of training, you know, but also there, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, some really good mindset stuff that you need to do. And I don't like to just talk about mindset in a void, right? You just have to affirm your goals, and that's it. Like, yeah, that's nice, but right when you wrap that around, you know, the actual, you know, the actual steps that make a tangible step to getting you towards that goal, that is something that you can actually work on, right? And I've talked with all all kinds of people on, you know, how to do goal setting and how to journal and how to document this stuff. What would you say are some of the some of the tips and tricks that you use or that you teach to help keep people on pace because you know it's one thing to look at it you know in these 6 week sprints or these 12 week sprints right but what about you know from Wednesday to Friday or from you know from Monday to Tuesday you know there are certain actions you have to be doing you know tactically in the moment in order to build upon that and to reach that next milestone basically what i'm asking you is How do we get more granular about it in order to make the goal that much more achievable?
1: Yeah, great question. And let me answer that. And then in a minute, I do, I didn't answer your other question before I realized about incorporating your zone of genius. And so I want to get back to that in a second, but let me answer this question first. So one of the big problems that I, or challenges, I shouldn't say problem. One of the big challenges that I see for most entrepreneurs is that we are so busy doing so many things and it's insanely difficult to stay focused on our big exciting goals that we have, right? Because we're we're having to put out fires here and there and then we have employees and, and demands and life. So how do you stay focused? How do you make these goals come to fruition without getting off trail? One huge element of Fuel the Fire is having accountability. I cannot tell you how critical that is. So I don't mean accountability with your mom or your best friend, but accountability with people who speak your same language, that are motivated and that you respect from a business perspective, because when you have that level of respect for someone, you're gonna show up and you're gonna work harder because you don't wanna disappoint or embarrass yourself, right? And so when that happens, all of a sudden, this other noise that's going on around you becomes less important as it should. And you stay focused on, okay, this week, I promised that I'm going to get these three critical things done. And when you are focused on those three critical things and you are consistently getting those done, guess what happens? It gets done. Your business explodes. They get done, right? But but how many, I cannot even tell you how many entrepreneurs I know who set these big goals, especially beginning of the year, and you know they're so excited, they're fired up. You're like, yes, this is going to be the year that I knock it out of the park, and I'm going to do this, and that is going to be awesome. Come to the end of the year, and they're like, holy crap, I barely got there. What happened this year? And they aren't clear on what it is. So that's why the accountability is there to keep you on your path, right? And so you're you're doing those those three things that you need to do each week. It's so that simple. So I love
0: the part about accountability, right? And accountability can be, you know, can be in various forms. It could be of just engaging with a, you know, weekly uh, a weekly conversations with your coach or mentor. Could be joining a mastermind. Could be, you know, just holding yourself, you know, so that you cross off, you know, enough things in your to-do list, you know, from any one time. But also what happens is that it, you know, it really starts to mess with you because you really need to be disciplined to achieve them. One of the things I find that I struggle with, for example, is that when I lay out these tactical actions that I need to do, how do I necessarily know whether they are going to move the needle, whether in advancement to my milestone or to my, you know, my big hairy goal at the top of the mountain, you know, sometimes, you know, I may make a mistake in terms of thinking like, okay, I'm going to go off on this thing. I'm going to get on 15 different podcasts, but if I got on 15 of the wrong ones. I didn't really move the needle. Right. So although I completed the goal, right. It didn't really have a net effect on, you know, the bigger picture. How do you help people identify those pit, those pitfalls sooner rather than later so that they're not just spinning their wheels on actions that don't necessarily move the needle?
1: Yeah, that's where a coach comes in and is so beneficial. A coach, a mentor, someone who's already been there and done it and been successful, that's the key. Not just any coach, not just any mentor, but someone who's, or it can be, you know, a colleague who's been successful, who can help you shorten that learning curve. So there's that. The other thing that I would say is, like what we mentioned earlier, is when you're looking at your goals on a regular basis, right, so at that six six week stage and at the end of the quarter and reevaluating, okay, so my big summit goal is to grow my business by, by 100%. And my approach goal is, to, one of the ways I'm going to do this is by getting myself seen, getting my message heard, right? So how am I doing? Let's reevaluate. How successful has this been? Have I gotten any new clients from this strategy of getting on podcasts? You reevaluate at that point. So let's say I was on five podcasts, but I didn't get one client. Then you need to go back and ask yourself a crap ton of questions. And one big thing that I cannot emphasize more is you need to be honest. You need to face those big, hairy challenges face on and say, okay, what's not working and why? Instead of ignoring it and just being like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it and see what happens. Ask yourself, why am I failing at being on these podcasts? Why am I not getting anyone who's, who's signing up for my freemium or contacting me? And then get clear what is it? Is it the wrong message for the wrong audience? Do I need to push myself farther to get on bigger podcasts? Does my message suck? Is it not landing well? You know, and really get clear on that and ask some for some feedback from people who like we said, been there, done that, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a colleague who knows more than you do, but get clear and ask the smart questions.
0: I love it. Midori, thank you so much for sharing that. Can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your business and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to get in contact.
1: Yeah, what I would say is, you know, if this is landing with you, if you're interested in this, um, as far as goal setting and having accountability and having a mentor, we have that at Fuel the Fire. We make it very, very affordable. Um, and all you have to do is just go to fueltofire.co and that's where you can learn more. You can contact me from there um, and see what we have going on because we are all about goals. If you're watching this right now, you're getting ready for the beginning of the year. If you're hearing this later, we're always talking about goals as entrepreneurs. So it will be applicable regardless of what time of year it is.
0: I love it. And Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff and I really appreciate you breaking down these concepts because it really makes it, you know, measurable and something that people can actually latch onto.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the one big tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So, if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to OneBigTip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready